0: gentlemen welcome back to the being husband podcast i'm your host jonathan west bringing you guys another episode here and we're glad to be back I said it, we, it's really just me now. I'm a one-man show these days, and, and I'll explain a little bit about what happened there, but I want to thank you all for allowing us the time to be able to uh, rest and recover and go on camping trips and hang out and just kind of reset and restructure what it is that uh, I'm going to be doing here moving forward. Uh, we think that this podcast is really important. We think that it's very timely, Uh there's a lot of miscommunication and misunderstanding on what it is to be a man in society today. And so my hope is is to be, be able to bring you guys uh, the biblical perspective and the biblical call uh, that God has on a man's life. So thank you again for allowing us that time. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and kind of catch you guys up on what's been going on. So we had a great time on the camping trip. It was awesome. Uh, I learned how to chop wood and cook bacon over an open fire. We also are not really sure what kind of wood that we used when we went out there, but all my stuff still smells like it did when I first got out there. I have a rain jacket, my my North Face rain jacket. I've washed it at least eight times. The smoke is still on there. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I always smell like a campfire everywhere I go, but we'll we'll be in prayer about those things. But we had a great time, guys. We had a really good time caving I did catch him a fish. It wasn't that big. It was it was decent sized fish, and Tyler caught him one too, decent size. So they had a good time with that. Uh, we just got a chance to really connect and have some serious conversations. Had some laughs. Had some uh, some deep talks, and all those different things. And it was just a blessing to be able to do that with a group of guys that that I consider brothers now. Um, learning a lot from those guys for sure. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, catch you guys up on kind of the business stuff that's been going on. So I want to tell you guys how this is gonna go moving forward. Okay, so we're only gonna be doing a a Monday show. Okay, so we're gonna be doing one Monday show a week, uh, and then I'm gonna follow up on IGTV. So again, follow us at Being Husband Pod on Instagram. I'm going to be going on IGTV and doing a follow-up from Monday's episode. I'm going to be doing that on Thursdays, okay? So on IGTV, you'll catch me on there just kind of telling you guys, hey, this is what I've been struggling with. This is what I'm going through. DM me what you're going through so I can be in prayer for you this weekend. And then that following Monday when we do our next episode, we're going to be doing a week in review where I'm going to call out... (laughs) my struggles, my highs and lows on how I did with the previous topic from the last Monday. And then I'm going to be calling some of you guys out, some noteworthy guys that have done really well in the areas that we've talked about. So it's just a fun way for us to kind of engage with each other. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that you guys are going to be okay with the new format. Let me know if it's trash. I, I, I'm willing to change, uh, willing, willing to make adjustments, but I just thought that this might be a good idea. So this is what we're going to roll with. The other thing that we're going to be doing, uh, is Kaven has taken a step back from the show. Uh, he has decided to do that. And I'll explain a little bit more about that later on, but he has decided to take a step back. And after his stepping back, uh, Tyler, uh, and I decided that I'm just going to Jonathan, me, I'm just going to kind of take everything in-house and deal with it on my own. It's a little bit easier for me to manage uh, with me starting back school here in a little bit uh, because what I was running into was uh, doing a lot of management of team and a lot of logistics of running around and different things like that. And it was taking away time in other areas, time that I could be home with my wife, a time that I could be doing some studying as well, time that I could be doing some housework around the house to kind of help lighten her load a little bit, uh, and other things. And so by bringing this all in-house, it allows me a little bit of free time. Um, right now, it's it's allowing me to be able to just Maybe I'll do an outline in the morning and then I'll record this podcast that night. Uh, but with the team, it's a little bit difficult to do that because it's such short notice. So it's really good. I think it's going to be fine moving forward. Uh, I think it's going to be I say fine. I think it's going to be really good just to kind of hone in and just have me and you talk for a little bit. So anyway, hope you guys are good with that. DM me again if you think that it's trash. If you're interested in, in bringing in some more co-hosts, we'll certainly look into doing that. But I think right now in this season, this is going to be the best thing for us. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the topic, the series topic, I should say. Uh, and this this comes from uh, one, of, one of my, my buddies uh, who is a listener. His name is Kyle Scholl. He's, he's a great dude. Uh, and he's like, hey, man. You know, I I love the being husband stuff that you're doing, but but have you ever considered maybe getting into a new market and maybe having a series called Becoming Husband, where you kind of talk about just the mindset change and the shift uh, that it comes that comes with being a husband? I'm like, wow, I think that that be a great idea. Uh, it's it's weird to think of me as like. <laughs> a kind of expert in that, but I guess I have been married to Leah for going on three years this year, and we've been together going on eleven uh, this year. So I, I I suppose I've learned a few things. Uh, so I I hope to be able to share that in this series. But on a more serious note, I think uh, this episode I want to make it dedicated to Caven. Uh, I want to make it dedicated to his wife, Anna, and his uh, children, Knox, in Ireland, um, because they're going through a really hard time right now. Uh, Once we took, I'll kind of back up and tell you all the story. So when we took a break uh, 45 days ago, um, two weeks after that, uh, Caven texted me and he was just like, hey, man, like, really excited to get recording, but honestly, I need to take a step back. Uh, I really just feel like I need to be home with Anna right now, uh, kind of helping her transition with the whole pregnancy thing. Uh, so when we heard the news, we were excited. We were glad for Gavin that he was kind of jumping into this brand new uh, chapter and uh, really just embodying what it is that we're calling men up to do I should say I got to get I got to get used to saying I since it's just me. But but what it is that I'm trying to call men up to and call myself up to uh, is the standard of sacrificing everything uh, for the sake of the family. Uh, so we we were just excited and we, we sent him off with prayers and congratulations uh, to be able to do that. Um, and so shortly thereafter, he he hits me up in a text on what I thought was going to be just a regular Thursday morning. And he says, hey, man, I just wanted to let you all know uh, that Isla, I believe is how you pronounce it, Isla Grace stopped moving today. And so we went in to check on her to see what was going on, and she didn't have a heartbeat. And so when he texted me that, I just immediately sent him this (laughs) – long-winded text about just enc- just encouraging him and letting him know that we're here for him, we're praying for him, we're gonna be there for whatever he needs um, as best we can. And it was just a really difficult thing to hear, but it also was confirmation in my mind to remind me that God does everything for a reason. Cavin needing to step back what he thought was just him taking a break from the podcast was actually him really distancing himself from the whole thing entirely to do what it is that I'm trying to call men and myself up to. And that is to lay their lives down for their wives, especially in a moment of crisis and pain. Um, This God ordered that whole thing together for a great and powerful reason that a lot of us are not going to understand right now. Quite quite frankly, I don't think that Kaven's going to be able to understand it right now uh, or Anna or, or anybody. But I think that it was ordered perfectly because it was just two weeks after we had got on break that he said he was going to have to t- take a step back. And then the week before we're about to go back on live, he's like, this situation just happened. I'm really glad I took that time off, so it's amazing that God was able to to order that and I think it's just a reminder that God is just in this consistent state of just writing this story, just keeping this thing going for his for his reasons and his purposes that we just we won't be able to understand on this side and so the reason that I want to dedicate this episode to Cavin is because the first thing I would tell a man that's looking at trying to be a husband or becoming a husband is that is we're going to deal with the providing portion because I believe that a man is called to be a provider and a protector. Those are the two main pillars that we're going to be focusing on during this series, but more specifically and more targeted men are called to be spiritual providers, not just financial or, or any other kind of provider. They're, they're first called to be spiritual providers. And I'm going to be using the story of Job to kind of illustrate that because I think that it really hones in on tragedy striking and a man having to um, stand firm in his faith and give his wife something that she can use to build her faith. Um, we're called not just to provide money, guys, uh, but we're also called to provide things that money can't buy, things like faith, hope, and love, and um, the Bible calls us to intercede and pray for our wives. And even though this example that I'm about to use in Job is not necessarily Job praying for his wife, but, it, but I think the principal understanding behind it is what really needs to resonate in, in our minds. I'm going to read Job 1 and 5 really quick. And it just says that Job... Give me one second, guys. I'm sorry. I think I lost the page, but I don't want to be turning while I'm on the mic. But it basically says that Job went in to pray for his kids for sins that they may have not committed but may have been in their heart and also may have committed. So I'm what am I saying? I'm saying that Job went before God to pray for his kids if they didn't pray for themselves on things that they may or may not have done wrong. That is to say a husband is called first to know God in such a way that he can go on his family's behalf and ask God to forgive them or ask God to be gracious to them or ask God for help with them or help for them you have to be in a position as a man to have that kind of rapport with God where that's not just off-putting right like you're not coming before God having not said anything to him or not read anything by him and just standing in front of him and just saying hey by the way can you make this thing happen for my family amen no. <laughs> you have to have a relationship with him before you can garner or 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 really be qualified to get that kind of help from him. So, I think this story of Job is incredible because it really paints the picture of, of suffering and struggle and faith. And so I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about it if you don't already know it. It's a quick summary if you do know it, so just hang in there, just stay with me for a little bit. So the story of Job, basically, Job is a really, really righteous guy. He's a wealthy guy. He's He's got all his stuff together, crossed all his T's, went to the right schools, uh, got the right kind of education, met the right kind of people but 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 stayed a good dude in spite of it all was was wildly successful wildly successful but was always a good man and god and the devil this is a crazy story god the devil comes before god and he's like hey i'm just going kind of here and there trying to see who i can get to stumble um And that's just what I do. You know, that's who I am. I'm the devil. And God is like, okay, what do you think about my man Job? And the devil's like, I mean, I would have got him a long time ago, but you've got protection around him. You've got him kind of safe from what I'm able to do to him. And then God is like, okay, test him out. See if he'll do anything. And the devil's like, look, if I do anything to him, you, he's, he's, you, the only reason that he's praising you is because he's wealthy is because he's successful is because he's powerful. God's like, okay, you can do anything you want to him. You just can't touch his body. Okay. So the devil goes and stirs up a bunch of trouble. Job's family dies. Job's, well, everybody but his wife. So all his kids die, all his servants die, all his animals die. He loses all his health and all of his his uh, family except his wife. And even in that, Job says, it is well with my soul. And And, and, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard that song before, really moving song. But if something like that happened to me it would not that would not be the first thing that would be on my my mind. It would just be like, "Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> like I haven't done anything wrong. I I thought I, I thought I prayed yesterday. Thought I had devotion. Maybe I didn't do it long enough or whatever. I would try to find all these reasons as to why I don't need to be in this situation right now." So, as the story goes, there's more and more and more harm done to Job, bodily harm. His friends come over and they're just like trying to find ways that he's been, like he's sinned basically against God. And it bubbles over into this boiling point where Job just gets indignant. And he's like, hey, what? show me what I've done wrong show me what I've done wrong. There there can't be anything that I've done wrong. And I'm a good man and, and all this other stuff. Uh, and then God ends up answering Job. He ends up humbling Job and Job is like, I had it all wrong. I'm sorry. And God restores everything, uh, times 10. Okay. That's the story of Job. So in that story, I think that we can take with us three different points on which we can think about what it is to be a spiritual provider for our wives. And so the first one, I would say that we would gather from the story, and this is in no particular order, I will say the third one is going to be the most important, but these just ha- This is just in the order that they happen in the story. I don't necessarily know that one is more important than the other, except for the third one. But the first one is that we first have to strive towards a life of purity and righteousness. And a lot of you guys are like, why are you using purity and righteousness? That's a really big word. I, it's a biblical word. doesn't really resonate. And I get that. Um, all that I'm saying is, is that we have to try to live right. We gotta try to live good. This doesn't mean perfect by any means. Job, as you see in the story, um, has a little bit of pride in him. He's got a little bit of that kind of cocky edge to him. Like, hey, I'm I'm a good dude. Like, I don't deserve this. And so we see this in that story, and we're able to say, okay, maybe he's not as perfect as he seems. Um, but Job was a good man. Don't get me wrong. Job knew he was a good man. Job gave all his ties. He, he helped out where he needed to. He loved his wife with a passion that many of us probably never will love our wives or, 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 or maybe we, we don't do it as good as we should. I mean, Job was a really good man. And so because he was a good man, there's a lesson in that not. And again, he was a good man. That's not where we hang our hat though. He was a good man, and that's what we should strive towards. And we'll, be, we'll get into the other pieces of this, but that's not the main point. It's just being a good dude. Um, and some of you guys might say, all right, so, okay, if there's no point in being a good dude or if there's no way that we can ever be perfect, then why even try to be good? Like, why don't we just settle for being terrible? And not put forth any effort. And I think I I kind of understand where you're coming from when you say that. But that's like saying, why would I ever play basketball if I can never be as good as Michael Jordan? And it's and at some level, you have to say, OK, I'm not going to be as good as Michael Jordan, maybe. But I can be as good as I can be. And isn't that worth Time like isn't that worth effort being decent or being pretty good at something? Maybe maybe you don't think so, and that's all well and good, and that's fine. I just want to encourage you guys to try. Just to try to live a life as a good guy. Try to take care of people as best you can. Try to love people as best you can. It, it's not gonna hurt anything to practice those things. Just trust me on it. I think your wife's gonna appreciate it. I think you're gonna appreciate it in the long run. But if not, DM me. Let me know if you don't like it, if it's weird, if if you don't really think it's of any value. That's fine, too. We're going to move on to the second point, though. And the second point is, is that we have to trust God even when she can't. And this is coming specifically from a portion in this story where Job is, is still really, really being faithful and prayerful and not really defending himself. And he's just, just kind of taking all the L's, (laughs) taking all the losses, um, and still praying, still retaining his integrity. And his wife comes to him and she's like, do you still, like, are you still praying? Are you still maintaining your integrity? Why don't you just curse God and die? Just curse God and die. There's like, it's we're at the bottom, Job. We don't have any money, we don't have any of our kids. You're sick as a dog. I'm angry. Just curse God and die. And that's the thing. (laughs) You you're gonna when you get married, you're gonna reach points in your relationship where you're just gonna be like. (laughs) Geez, geez, <laughs> I need a break. And that's not going to be enough. You're going to feel like that. And then your wife is going to come home and she's going to confide in you everything that's going on with her. And you're going to be like, golly, like just when I was, my own load was too heavy. Now I got to deal with yours. <laughs> and it's like, man. <laughs> You will have to reach a point where you get on your knees and say, God, listen, I, I don't have it. I ain't got it. And I need your help. I really need you to figure this thing out because she's got her issues going on and I've got mine going on. And our backs are against the wall and there's nothing else that we can give. And so I just encourage you guys that when you're in a situation like that, pray out loud in front of your wife. Pray out loud in front of your wife. Let her know that her issues are your issues and that you care enough about her and about them that you're going to take it before someone that can actually do something about it. Because a lot of times when when, when your wife or your, your girlfriend at the time, maybe when she comes to you with problems, it's not so you can figure out a solution immediately. It's not. Maybe at some point it is, she does want you to make a decision, but a lot of times she just wants you to hear what she's saying and really walk with her through it. And the best person at that is God. I'm not really that good at that. You tell me, Leah comes home and she tells me something that's going on. I've got a solution within maybe 10 seconds. And that's not always the point. And that's not always what I need to be doing, because what I have to do is I need to ask God, what is it that you would have me do in this moment? God, we're going to give you everything that we've got, all all the cares that we have. We're going to hand them to you because I I don't have the answers. There'll be there'll be a time, trust me, where you're not going to have the answers. You're not going to have what it is that she really needs and what it is that she can really use to build her faith. You're not going to have it. And so you got to learn to preach to yourself, man. You got to learn to preach out loud in prayer with your wife next to you because your back will be against severe walls. Um, A lot of times. And I find myself doing this, too. We spend so much time trying to earn more money to fix a problem or you know we think that the reason that we're having issues in our marriage is because things aren't the way they should be in the bedroom or uh, maybe I need to just get out there and start competing and 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 playing in sports again and we and we start investing in time in google and research and and time away with hobbies and all this time away from the house and all this time away from god but We rarely take that same energy that we're putting into all these things that we think are going to solve our problems. We rarely put that same energy into knowing exactly what God said in his word. We need to be able to reach into the memory bank of our minds and recall something that we read previously in moments of crisis because when moments of crisis hit, what most of us end up doing is that something happens, something hits the fan. And we're like, God, I just need you to show me a sign. <laughs> I need you to, to, to make lightning strike right here and make it clear what it is that we need to be doing right now in this moment. And so let me tell you how crazy that sounds. Let me just tell you in a, in a real world example how crazy that logic is. You and your wife or your girlfriend are at a restaurant, beautiful restaurant. Everything's going well. She's looking good. You're sharp. Everybody's in their zone, and and everybody around you kind of fades away, and it feels like it's just you two in the room. And, man, you guys are talking. You're having good conversation, good food, just everything. The tone is set. The vibe is set. And then the next thing you know, you hear gunshots pop, 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 pop. And you're looking around and you see a man looking at you, charging toward your wife that is standing in front of you because, you know, her back was against the door and yours wasn't. So that way you could see everything. But you see this man charging, this man that shot off the gun toward your wife. So in that moment of crisis, When everything has hit the fan, are you honestly going to look up to the sky and say, God, show me a sign on what I need to do? Of course not. Of course, you're not going to do that. Hopefully, you've got enough sense to go with what you know and defend your woman with everything you have. So if you're willing to do that in a physical sense, isn't it? Isn't it? Doesn't it make the most sense to apply that to spiritual issues, too? Shouldn't you have that same kind of passion? I I think that that's the same way that we have to be with our spiritual faith killing issues of life that come up. We've got to be ready and we've got to be prepared for when those things come up based on God's word. Look, we're not going to know God's answers unless we know what God has said in his word, point blank, period. You need to be able in moments like that to give her something she can use to tell her that God does not have a plan to destroy her, but a plan to prosper her, a plan to bring her to an expected end and not harm her. That's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You need to be able to tell her. That if God is for her, then who could be against her? Give her something that she can use because the money and the ball playing and the bedroom is all fine and good in its proper circumstance. But when those issues of life come against you and your girl and your wife, listen, How you did in the bedroom last night is not going to pay the bills. And I'm not talking about money bills, okay? That's a term. I'm using it now. This is a new phrase we're going to be using on the podcast. That don't pay the bills means that that's not going to work for the situation. How well you played on the ball field the other night is not going to pay the bills. How much money you earn when she's going through a miscarriage is not going to pay the bills. You've got to be able to give her something that she can use in times where she doesn't feel like God even knows who she is or even cares. And in order for you to do that, you have to know God, which is the third point, man. This is the foundation. You have to know God. You must, we must know God personally, know God personally. So that way we can actually say on God's behalf, he cares about you and he knows you and he sees you and he gets what's going on in this situation and is going to be with you here during this time like I am. So it's not just about knowing about him. It's about really understanding who he is. Job ran into this in the last couple of chapters. <laughs> um, Job gets the question in God at this point in the story. He's getting frustrated and defending himself, and he, uh, he, he basically gets to a place where he's just questioning God. And God comes down, and I think, I'm pretty sure he goes on for like two chapters. God goes on for two chapters explaining, not even explaining why he's doing what he's doing, but just telling him about who, God, who he is, who God is. Uh, it, says that Job, it says that God answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel with words without knowledge? come and answer me like a man. Come and answer me like a man. And then he says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. (laughs) Job couldn't even, he, he can't say anything. And God goes on like that for like two whole chapters where God is like, where were you when I laid the sun and the moon and the stars? Where were you when I built... The, the Leviathan, which is this giant fish monster that lives in the ocean. God goes on and on and on, never really ask answering why he did what he did, but instead saying, where were you when I created the universe? How will you put, basically, how are you going to put me on the judgment seat when I am the judge. That's that's basically what he's doing in these verses. And in order for you to really understand and give your wife something that she can use and and be this kind of man that lives a life that is righteous and good, you first have to know who God is actually. Not just that he's um, nice guy up in the sky. You got to know that this, this is the maker of the world that you're talking about. And so I encourage you guys to read the whole book of Job. It's been super beneficial for me just to humble me <laughs> pretty much um, because you can oftentimes get into this routine where you you think you know God or you think you know what he's about. You try to you try to even put him in boxes. People even try to put God in boxes like, oh, uh, Jesus was a socialist or, oh, God is a Republican or, or whatever the case is. You know, Jesus likes uh, Chipotle, you know, different stuff like that. We try to ascribe and, and, and make God be something that he's not. Um, but he is in control of the entire universe, which means he is so different and so set apart from anything that we can think of. And it's important that you know that so that you can have that kind of humility that Job got at the end where Job said, I'm going to just be quiet. (laughs) That's what Job said at the end of the story. He's like, "I'm, I'm not just, I'm not, I am not worthy to say anything for the next decade or millennia. I don't know what he said, but he basically, I can't remember the exact wording but basically he said, I, I, I don't have the, I, I don't need to talk anymore. I'm done. I don't have the privilege to talk anymore. And so Job from this changed his question from being, what have I done to deserve this? And the question then became, where was I when God laid the foundation of the earth? Now, you may not be able to say that to your wife during a time of suffering. Don't hear me say that, because <laughs> when your wife is going through something, the last thing she needs to hear is that you don't get the question. God, ah, No, 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 <laughs> no. Don't, don't sign up for that class. OK, just just don't do it. But I'm saying you. As a husband, as a man you need to know that God is God and let that resonate with you and let that be the thing that you take with you into your marriage. Not that you say necessarily in times of hurt, but that you just have an understanding in your mind that God is in control and that he, he's got all this stuff going on for a reason. Therefore, I'm going to trust him because it's only a God that big that can really be trusted, right? It's only a God that is the creator of the entire universe and the reason that everything exists that you can really trust. Because if, if, if he's smaller than that, then you can't trust him with the situations cause he may mess up. But if he is that big, if he is the man that laid or the, the being that laid the foundations of the earth that you could trust him. He's 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 probably got your situation under control. You know, he's probably got your job loss kind of figured out. He's probably got your uh, whatever it is figured out. And that's going to help you to be able to live that right good and true life because you trust God and you know God. Okay? So guys, I hope that that information was helpful. I'm so thankful that you guys are listening to what we're doing, um, what I'm doing. I have to get used to saying "I," but uh, what what I'm doing it, it is, uh, it, is a, it is a ministry that God has put on my heart to uh, strengthen and encourage men to be uh, Christ like husbands in the home uh, and Christ like fathers to their children uh, and Christ like leaders in their communities. So it's it it is at the core of what I'm about. So this is this is uh, fun. This is fun and this is not just fun, man. I, I don't want to say that it, it, I'm just taking I don't take it serious. This is a passion, I'll say, of mine. And I'm so thankful that you guys are taking the time to to really invest in this and I hope that it's something that's helping you guys grow. I hope that it's something that's making you guys really examine where you're at and where you could be um and and just pushing you towards a a state of just being this uh, beam of light of what Christ's example was 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 before us and how we are to be in our marriages and and in the way we show up in our families and in our communities. So I want to give a reminder to you guys that God is in control and that God um, loves you guys and that he cares for you guys. And I want you guys to take that same reminder and give it to your wives as well. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. I encourage you to share it with others uh, and leave a review or leave a comment or leave a DM. However, you guys are communicating with us. We want you to do that. Uh, If you guys listen today and you're like, man, I really want to help Kind of support and push Jonathan in the the right direction Because I really think he's got something going on We have developed um, a way that you guys can do that We've set up, I've set up, I have to get used to saying that I've set up a Patreon account uh, for you guys to be able to donate through there If you guys so choose, we do encourage that you guys do Uh, I do encourage that you guys do Uh, Go to that Patreon page and support what it is that I'm doing you can kind of see the different tiers that are available there. Uh, it's just patreon.com backslash being husband pod. I'll put the link for it in the show notes today. And the link is also in uh, both my bio on Instagram, as well as the being husband bio on Instagram. So again, that's patreon.com backslash being husband pod. And we just ask that you guys do it. For just 50 cents a, a episode, you guys can do meaningful contributions to what it is that I'm doing here to help this thing grow and reach more men and help more marriages and help more kids and help more communities uh, and bring... Up, bring up men that are being leaders in those areas. So thank you guys for what we're, what you're doing, what you're being a part of and continue to engage with this content. Hope that this was helpful and enjoy you guys. And I look forward to talking with you on Thursday to see where you guys are at with this stuff. Thanks so much. Have a good day.